The following program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decisions. Welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, making a partnership of good health. The studio lines are open for your calls and questions. Call 973-267-9687. Now, here's your host, Tom Wood. Good morning and welcome to Answers Live. I'm your host, Tom Wood, creating a partnership of good health. Answers Live is a live talk show, and I'd love you to call in. Our number again is 973-267-9687, or to make it easier, it's 973-267-WMTR. Answers Live is brought to you, as you know, every Sunday by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists, the largest subspecialized neurosurgical group in the state of New Jersey, with seven office locations throughout the state for your convenience. Our newest one we're proud to announce is at 350 Main Street in Bedminster, New Jersey, in the Schoolhouse Village. Our main office, as you know, is in Morristown, New Jersey, at 310 Madison Avenue in Morristown. Our main number there to reach us is 973 973- 285-7800, or you can reach us online as always at www.ansdocs.com. That's www.ansdocs.com. Okay, I'm getting started today. I'm very excited. We have Dr. Lewis Schwartz from Overlook Hospital, who is the director of CyberKnife and the chair of radiation oncology. Good morning, Dr. Schwartz. Good morning, Tom. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. Uh, I've known Dr. Schwartz for when I actually worked uh, at Overlook Hospital, so he's very well known there. Um, so bef- I know a lot about him, but I want you guys to learn a little bit about him. So can you tell us a little bit about your background, your office, and how our uh, listeners can get a hold of you? Certainly. Uh, I've been at Overlook Medical Center, as it's now known, That's right. uh, since 1981, and I had trained <laughs> at uh, Columbia Presbyterian Hospital in New York as a radiation oncologist. Interestingly, I'm also a pediatrician because my initial interest was to treat children with radiation treatment. And that training has helped me to get an interest in focused radiation because whenever you have a background in children, you want to avoid damage. And that got me to be interested in the cyber knife. Now, uh, The CyberKnife was an interesting robotic, computerized radiation machine that was developed in the late 1990s at Stanford University in California. Originally, when we delivered focused radiation, we had to apply head frames to a patient's skull, literally screw a frame onto the patient's skull so that they can be locked onto the machine to ensure pinpoint treatment. That was very painful for the patient, and also it limited the patient to a single treatment. Out at Stanford, they realized that some patients needed to have the treatment broken up over a few sessions, and therefore they developed computerized delivery of the radiation so we did not have to screw a frame onto the patient. And this was all benefit from our space program, all space technology is employed in pinpointing the radiation. Okay, so um, basic. That's interesting about pediatrician. I didn't know that about you. Um, I know Overlook Medical Center has is the first in New Jersey to get the cyber knife. Yes, we were first in the Northeast as well. We were about the fifteenth center in the world to get it 
in 2004. So we've had very significant experience. That's so impressive. I'm learning more and more doing the show how lucky we are in New Jersey. We have some amazing experts and things. Um, let me just give the number uh, real quick before we get into the topic heavily to reach Dr. Schwartz and the CyberKnife. It's 908 522-2871. I will reiterate that at the end of the show. But um, you talked a little bit about the cyber knife. But again, uh, being a lay person in this aspect, you hear the word cyber knife. I know it's not a knife. But let's let's get into what the cyber knife is. You gave us a little bit of the background. But let's let's talk about what is cyber knife. Okay. Well, the way radiation is delivered in modern days is with a machine called the linear accelerator. It's quite a large machine in most departments that delivers the radiation beam. What the CyberKnife has done is miniaturized this linear accelerator and attached it to a robot. It's actually a robot that is used on automobile assembly plants. Okay. They make BMW and Mercedes with it. Uh, so it moves the machine around so we can aim at tumors from more than 100 independent angles. And that's the theory behind CyberKnife. It's not a knife. It right. just uh, it's uh, named that because it uh, to, wants to show the precision of the treatment, not the cutting nature. It's totally non-invasive, painless. But we aim at tumors from multiple angles so that only a little bit of radiation passes through normal tissue, but everything converges on a target. You can think of it as darts being thrown at a dartboard. We're all hitting bullseye, but each dart is coming in through a different area of normal tissue, and that's how we minimize the dose to surrounding tissue. Okay, so you're able to treat it uh, more efficiently and pinpoint without damaging the surrounding tissue like we used to do with radiation. They used to block. I, I remember just starting in school, um, I have an x-ray tech background where they would put lead blocks on your body and kind of make a square and you'd have skin damage. And I just remember how bad that was. So this is, is kind of taking the place of that. Um, Let's get into a little bit um, about the experience of uh, the patient will have coming into your lab, and then I really want to go into specific cancers and disease processes that we can treat with CyberNate. So if I'm a patient, we won't, let's just say for anything right now, what is the experience? I would uh, go to my physician, I would find out I'd have an illness. Uh, I would come to you, and I'm just trying to alleviate any fears people have. Is it scary? How long does it take? What do I, what is it, do I lay down? Do I stand up? The whole experience. Well, nothing that we do is scary. And one of the things we do at the CyberKnife Center at Overlook, not only will I see the patient, but I also have a surgeon appropriate for the part of the body see a patient with me. Okay. Because we don't want to presume that CyberKnife is necessarily the only treatment for the patient. The patient may have an option for surgery, standard radiation treatments, or chemotherapy. So we want the patient evaluated by a surgeon and the radiation oncologist. Uh, so, for example, if a patient comes with a brain tumor, they'll be seen with a neurosurgeon. If they come to us with a lung tumor, they'll be seen with a thoracic surgeon. And if they have a prostate cancer, for example, we'll be seen with a urologist. So we both talk to the patient. The actual treatment process is totally non-invasive. A patient lays down on a couch. 
uh, usually with a cushion on the table to make it comfortable. And we usually make some sort of immobilization device for the part of the body that we're going to be treating. For example, if we treat the brain area, we make a face mask. It looks like a Halloween mask to hold the patient in position. If we're treating a prostate, we'll make a mold to hold the legs in position so that the patient doesn't wiggle around. The uh, basis for the treatment planning is usually CAT scanning. We have our own CAT scanner dedicated in our uh, radiation oncology department. So I take very fine pictures of the area of interest so that I can have a 3D picture of the inside of the patient's body. And I'll usually add to that additional sophisticated scanning. For example, in the brain, we'll do an MRI of the brain. We also do an MRI of the prostate to help us delineate the uh, organs involved. Uh, Sometimes we'll do a a PET, PET scan to help us find the location of a particular tumor. So using all those scans, we have a clear picture of the inside of the body to target and pinpoint the radiation. So you take all that information, I guess, put it through a computer algorithm with the cyber knife, and it, the, the robot or the computer will then design which way the robot would face exactly. or angle and, and right, radiate. The, the multiple angles that we're going to aim from. But then... We, as physicians, have to look and make sure that the beams are not passing through critical structures. We don't want to pass through a spinal cord or a kidney or a structure unnecessarily. So we may tell the computer, yes, you've done a nice job designing a pinpoint plan, but we want to alter it a little to uh, make it more sensible to us. Right. Is the dose of radiation being pinpoint, um, I guess... uh stronger than it would be uh, from years past when you would radiate larger areas? Definitely. When we used to use standard radiation, because we were exposing a lot of normal tissue to the beam, we had to give low doses each day. And that was called fractionated radiation, where we'd bring the patient Monday through Friday, five days a week for six, seven, eight weeks of treatment. Uh, With the cyber knife, we're giving a high blast in between one to maximum of five treatments. So we're compressing the radiation in to a short period of time with the theory that giving a high dose rapidly like that will overcome the resistance that some cells may have to low-dose radiation. And certainly, Tom, we're seeing that certain tumors that were deemed uh, resistant to radiation are now sensitive to cyberknife radiosurgery. For example, melanomas kidney cancers, sarcomas that spread to the brain, spine, other parts of the body. We can give massive high doses of radiation and get significant responses where with standard fractionated radiation, we were seeing the tumors continuing to grow. Okay. I know in in our group, um, uh, most of all our neurosurgeons, uh, Dr. Brian Byrell, Dr. Ron Benitez, um, Ed Zampella, they use, uh, work with you quite often with our brain tumors, um, uh, Ron with our AVMs, and we'll go into that a little bit more in detail. But if I'm a patient diagnosed with a tumor, um, how would I 
get to you or why would I want CyberKnife opposed to an open surgery and taking that tumor out? I'm sure, like I said, when we run the, the Brain Tumor Support Group, the Partnership of Hope, um, we see a lot of patients that have had brain surgery or uh, tumors removed. When would CyberKnife come into play? Okay. Well, normally the initial treatment is surgery because if a patient comes in and we see on scans that they have a mass in the brain, we want to know exactly what it is. Okay. So normally the first approach is surgery. Where CyberKnife comes in is after the surgery and the diagnosis has been made, uh, often the patients need post-operative treatment with radiation. Now, if they have a classic brain tumor, normally we start off with standard radiation treatment because we want to be generous. We want to cover areas of possible roots. But where the CyberKnife comes in is after the standard radiation has been delivered, normally you cannot give any additional radiation if there's a recurrence in the future because you worry about damage. The body never forgets its exposure to radiation. Now we have CyberKnife as a tool. If there's a recurrence of the brain tumor, we could then deliver pinpoint CyberKnife treatment to the recurrence and get a very successful result with that. So that's how we've been employing it with brain tumors. Okay. Is uh, So with brain tumors, you remove the tumor first, and then the CyberKnife, I guess would put it in layman terms, clean up the edges, and if there's any reoccurrence, what what about the CyberKnife treating? Can you just go have a CyberKnife treatment for a specific tumor without surgery? Well, uh, in the brain... Uh, we can do it sometimes uh, for tumors such as meningiomas, which are benign tumors okay. that may be located in critical areas where the surgeon does not want to operate. That's a re uh, area that we want to do it. AVMs, as you mentioned, uh, we may do it. But in other parts of the body, we do CyberKnife without surgery. For example, a big area that we treat is prostate cancer. Okay. Uh, we can deliver the whole course of prostate cancer radiation in five days, one week, as compared to the standard fractionated radiation, which is a nine-week course of treatment. And we now have data showing that the results are equivalent. Wow. I also hear that CyberKnife um, can treat some tumor lesions of the brain in other areas that other radiation systems can't. What are those other systems, and why is CyberKnife so superior? Okay. Well, the older... Uh, radio surgery system was called the gamma knife. Okay. And again, it's not a knife, it's a um, radiation machine. The gamma knife required the, a head frame to be screwed onto the patient's skull to lock the patient onto the machine. Because of that, the tumors that could be treated had to be well above that head frame that the patient was wearing. Now, sometimes tumors are located near the base of skull they could not be adequately reached with the gamma knife, and that's where the cyber knife comes in. Since we're not putting on a head frame, we can treat those lower tumors in the brain at the skull base. Also, there are some tumors located near critical areas, like the nerves that control vision or the brain stem, which is the computer of the brain. And if you delivered a single blast of radiation, as you would do with the gamma knife, you, there's a high risk of damage. By using the cyber knife, we can still deliver pinpoint radiation, but we can divide it up over several days in order to lessen the damaging effects. Okay. What would, as a patient, what would you feel 
having a cyber knife procedure, would you feel anything? You feel nothing from the procedure. The uh, procedure is totally painless. But where you do feel things is from inflammation. When you treat with the high-dose radiation, you're causing the tumor or the area that you're treating to get inflamed. So if that swells up, it can press on tissues causing symptoms. So it's not the radiation itself. It's the inflammation from the radiation. Okay. We would call that maybe the healing process, uh, hopefully. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Dr. Lewis Schwartz from Overlook Medical Center. I'm Tom Wood of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. Suffering from neck or back pain can truly disrupt your life. Every day I hear of the stories of people whose lives have been devastated by nerve pain, but who are afraid to see a neurosurgeon. They're scared of surgery. But at Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists, we make getting back to the life you want possible using a variety of minimally invasive treatments. Our group of specialists are among the best trained doctors in the state, the leaders in stroke and minimally invasive spine and brain tumor procedures, and we view surgery as the last option. Don't be afraid to end your pain. Trust Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. We have eight offices throughout New Jersey and are affiliated with most healthcare systems. Call 973-285-7800 or visit us at ansdocs.com. That's ansdocs.com. Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. We've truly got your back. Welcome back to Answers Live. I'm your host, Tom Wood. I'm here today with Dr. Lewis Schwartz from Overlook Medical Center. He's the chair of radiation oncology and the director of the CyberKnife program uh, at Overlook Medical Center. Um, again, we were basically touching base on the whole entire CyberKnife experience, discussing how it works and that it sends this pinpoint radiation to uh, treat uh, different types of tumors. Um, and now, let me just give the number to uh, reach Dr. Schwartz again. I like to give that out a lot in case you missed it before. It's 908 522-2871. Let's get back into the meat of the cyber knife. Uh, we were talking about treatment of tumors. A lot of these tumors are malignancies or cancerous tumors, but I do understand that um, cyber knife is great for benign um, problems also. Um, so could we get into a little bit about what types of benign tumors um, this would be treating and, and how that works? Well, there are certain benign tumors known as meningiomas, which are benign tumors that develop from the blood vessels, or schwannomas, tumors that develop from the nerve roots. And these are slow-growing tumors, but they cause problems by pressing on st critical structures. So, for example, if you saw a schwannoma in the spinal cord area, it could cause a weakness in a, an extremity or severe pain. Sometimes it's dangerous for the neurosurgeon to try to operate on this, and that's where the pinpoint treatment with the radiation can be used. Now, it's interesting. In benign tumors, we don't always see the dramatic shrinkage of the tumor when we treat with CyberKnife like we do with malignant tumors, and that's because things that are rapidly growing will rapidly disappear. Things that are slowly growing will very slowly disappear. 
So often I tell patients on subsequent scans, the tumor may look identical, but that's good. We're pleased because we stopped it from growing. And that's our goal with benign tumors. Okay. Explain to me, uh, when you have a tumor and you go in and excise it or remove the tumor, it, it makes sense. You're taking the tumor out. With, with the cyber knife, how is it actually treating the tumor? Is it killing the cells? Is it burning the cells? What is it actually doing to initiate a, a some type, I don't like to use the word cure, treatment? Right. Well, CyberKnife works like any other type of radiation. What we're doing is disrupting the DNA strands. The DNA is the backbone for all cells in our body to reproduce. So the goal is you aim the high-dose radiation at the tumor cells, disrupt the DNA so that when the cell tries to reproduce and makes a new cell, it can't. Okay. The theory is to try to confine your high dose to just the bad cells, because obviously if you hit good cells, you'd cause that damage as well. And that's where we have the ability to pinpoint with this treatment. Okay. Um, talking about different types of tumors, um, I know there's, there's new area of interest with the cyber knife with the spine. Um, even in our group, we're talking about it. Can we discuss a little bit of what types of uh, illnesses or, or problems in the spine that the CyberKnife could help? Well, as we touched upon, we can treat these benign tumors such as schwannomas or meningiomas in the spine, but we also use it often for malignant tumors. Now, normally, when tumors have spread to the spine, uh, from a different part of the body, such as a breast, a lung, a colon. It involves multiple vertebrae, multiple parts of the spine. So traditionally, we have used standard radiation to encompass a wide area. We'll give a two to three week course of treatment. But sometimes the tumor will come back in one vertebrae, one particular area. You can't go back and give the standard radiation again that's where we step in with the cyber knife. We can give pinpoint treatment, stay away from the critical spinal cord, not to cause a paralysis, a damage, yet hit the tumor cells. So we are very effective in retreating patients who have been previously treated. We also like to use it in some of those tumors that I alluded to before that are resistant to conventional radiation, a melanoma, a sarcoma, that may be in one vertebrae, one bone uh, of the spine, where we can give the high dose pinpoint to the area, yet avoid damaging the spine itself. Okay. Why are some types of tumors um, not effectively treated, you said, are resistant? I'm thinking of drug resistant. Right. Uh, like ra why is that? I mean, well, is it... You know, that's hard to know. Okay. You know, that's the nature of things. Why do we cure some people and we don't cure others? We right. don't have that answer, but we just know from experience that that's the case. Okay. Um, back to the, to the spine itself. So um, I guess in my mind, I'm thinking when you have cancer and you have spread, um, you hear a lot of people say primary tumors and then they have METs. Um, metastases, which is where the cancer spreads to different areas. How effective is CyberKnife on treating the metastases? Well, we do that. Not only do we treat in the spine, we also treat metastases that have gone to the liver. So the local area, the spot we aim at, is quite effectively treated. But the nature of metastasis is that tumor has seeded through the blood uh, supply. So there are often tumors in other parts that we are not treating. So it's not a cure right. when we treat with for metastasis. It's a local treatment that we're quite effective for. So you're treating just that one, slowing it down, and, 
in hopes that another one doesn't pop up that actually could Correct. happen. Um, what areas of the body, because um, it's so exciting to know this treatment is available so close to us, what, what areas of body can we treat with CyberKnife? Are there certain things you can't treat with CyberKnife? Let's sure. go through a couple of the disease processes. We'll start from the head down. So in the head, we have brain tumors. Brain tumors. We treat the spinal tumors as we just spoke to. And as I spoke before, we treat prostate cancer early stage. We do not treat advanced stage because you have to be more generous than we can be with the CyberKnife. So early stage prostate cancer we treat. But one area that's a big area that we're treating now is lung cancer. Uh, in this day and age, patients go for chest x-rays, screening, especially smokers go for that. And often we will find small lung tumors in patients. Now the traditional approach is to surgically remove them. But in some patients with early stage small tumors, they may have a condition called emphysema or COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Right. And the, the uh, thoracic surgeon is concerned about removing a big chunk of lung because the patient's pulmonary status is so poor, they may not have enough lung to keep them alive. So that's where the CyberKnife works. We can treat small lung tumors with this pinpoint treatment. And one beautiful thing about the CyberKnife is that it actually has the ability to breathe with a patient. So as the lung tumor moves up and down, or if we were treating a liver tumor that moves up and down, the machine actually breathes as it's delivering the radiation, following the location of the tumor. So we can give pinpoint high dose without sparing, without damaging the surrounding tissue. Okay, so when you're having um, this treatment, like you say, where x-ray would be holding Hold your breath, breathe, hold your breath. So it's really a, seems like a very comfortable treatment right. method. Because the treatment on average will take 30 minutes, 45 minutes. You can't hold your breath for that time. Right. But the CyberKnife has the ability to breathe. We actually put monitors on a patient. They look like an EKG monitor to monitor their breathing, and the machine will breathe with okay. the patient. Um, unbelievable how technology is. I know another um, b big thing that we hear in our group a lot is a trigeminal neuralgia. Um, can you explain that a little bit, what that is for our listeners and and I know surgically it's treated, but I know more and more now we're referring to CyberKnife treatment for this. Well, trigeminal neuralgia is a sharp pain that patients develop usually in their cheek, in the jawbone. We don't know what causes it. When patients develop these symptoms, they often get evaluated to see if they have a dental problem, to see if they have a benign tumor, but often they find nothing. So when it's idiopathic, where they have no cause, trigeminal neuralgia, the first thing we evaluate them for is a neurosurgical procedure. Can they have a procedure to decompress the nerve? It's called a microvascular decompression. Can we inject a substance, like an alcohol substance, to numb the nerve? But sometimes those procedures are not possible. So then they're referred for the radiation. And what we do is deliver pinpoint, high-dose, single-dose radiation right to where the trigeminal nerve, that's the nerve that causes this pain, comes out from the brain. And it's often very effective to numb that nerve. Okay. <clears throat> it's very interesting. As you're talking, I'm thinking uh, most of us, of course, will do what our doctors tell us. So I try to educate our listeners to become, you know, more uh, up on the newer things. What, what, 
would be a first-line treatment for CyberKnife. So if I was there and I was diagnosed with, say, something specific from this show, I would learn that something that I would look into would be CyberKnife. Is there any CyberKnife treatment? That's the first line. There isn't the surgery. It's CyberKnife is the way to go. Well, I would look it in for a, a certain early-stage prostate cancer patient as an alternative to surgery or standard radiation. I would definitely look into that. Also for early-stage lung cancers. I would look into that as an alternative. As far as brain tumors, malignant tumors, still the primary treatment is surgery. We always try to operate. To remove the whole tumor first and then follow up with you. Right. Um, Another question a lot of our listeners have, of course, is insurances. And and is cyber knife treatments covered by insurance? Yes, now it is. When it first came out many years ago, uh, the insurers didn't know what cyber knife meant. And we had to... uh, Uh, spend a lot of time on the telephone with the insurers, but now they all recognize these procedures, so they are covered. Okay. Um, Again, Overlook Medical Center was the first in the state to have the CyberKnife. How long has it been at Overlook? Since 2004, and we were the first, as I say, in the Northeast. There are many other CyberKnives now around the United States, but we have now treated in the range of about 2,000 patients at Overlook, so we have very substantial experience in all parts of the body. That's very, very impressive. Um, how long is a normal procedure? That's a lot of people worry. I know you mentioned before different, but if I was going in for a, a treatment for CyberKnife, how long is that? Well, if we're dividing your treatment up over five days, each treatment is about a half hour. If we're doing it in one single treatment, it's approximately an hour. The only area of the body that takes slightly more time is the lung. Because of the breathing and the precision, it can take an hour and a half for each session. Okay, and and an average sessions would be a couple a week, uh, three or four times, that's it? That's it. Never more than five visits. That's the maximum. Okay. Um, We're coming actually close to the show, but I I do want to give you one more um, time to let everyone know about the CyberNet. If you want people to kind of walk away with a message about CyberNet, what would that be? Well, I I would think that this is a a magnificent machine. I've been in this field for many years, and I'm still impressed whenever I look at the machine. It's a way of giving high-dose curative radiation rapidly, sparing surrounding tissue, and that's our goal. And that's where my pediatric background comes in, spare that normal tissue. Right. Okay, that was Dr. Uh, Lewis Schwartz from Overlook Medical Center. Uh, The number, again, to reach him is 908 Five two 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 eight seven one. I'm sure to get some more information, Dr. Schwartz, on the CyberKnife. Uh, if they uh, log on to AtlanticHealth.org, yes, there's some. Uh, they can see the machine. Or, right, um, there's a link into CyberKnife on our website. Okay, yes. uh, I've seen it. It's pretty pretty amazing uh, to watch the robot in action. So when you do that, uh, again, this is Tom Wood from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. Uh, to reach one of our neurosurgeons, of course, at our office, it's nine seven three two eight five seven eight hundred, or you can reach us on the web at www. Uh, com. Thank you again for listening, and I will be speaking to you all again next Sunday with another and great topic. Thanks, and have a great day. Join us again next week for Answers Live, your community medical connection making a partnership of good health. The preceding program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decision.